0: Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Karen McGregor. We're going to be talking about the art of public speaking. You know, some come by it naturally. They just have the gift. They can capture an audience. They can send out those wonderful vibrations. But some have to learn the skill, and especially if you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you have a good idea or if you have the best product in the world or the best service in the world. If you cannot relate it to other people in public speaking, nobody going to know what you've got. And this is an art that you need to have if you're going to be an entrepreneur that's going to succeed. Right? Any head of organization or anything you want to do out there, that art of public speaking, whether it's in the elevator or up on stage, is something that's imperative for the success of anything that you want to do. Now, Karen has got it down. Not only is she gifted at it, um, I think she comes by it completely naturally, but she's also honed in the skills of exactly what makes somebody a really, really good public speaker and helps the entrepreneur kind of present themselves in a way that really is going to kind of make them excel in life. She's a best-selling author. um, How to uh, make money speaking. And yes, folks, you can actually make money speaking on the speaking engagements. And how to tr- uh, to triple your income through speaking by having prospective clients say yes to your offer long before you ever sell anything. I always say, if you need to sell anything in your life, the first person you have to sell is yourself. If people aren't buying you, they're not going to be interested in anything that you have. So let's uh, dive into her mind, pick away at the brain, and find out all those wonderful tips that you're going to need in order to be the best that you can be at public speaking. Welcome to the show, Karen.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Sarah.
0: Now, I know that you've got a great reputation around here as being a dynamo, and that you really do inspire the crowd, and you get everybody motivated and going, and people speak extremely highly of you. And that really is... Um, not only your brand but that's the brand that we have to create for ourselves isn't it you know it is the persona that people buy before anything else and it's something that some people have naturally and some people have to learn some skills on it and um, what was your journey to, to lead you to this point of being this public
1: speaker and following down this road well, there were a few uh, significant points along my journey, and the first one was the pain and challenge of being a good speaker and not being able to make a living at it. And so, uh, for many years, I was—you know—my kids were very young, and it was okay for me to make a little bit of money here and a little bit of money there and touch a few lives here and there, but. Uh, my my business was, wasn't growing and it really wasn't a sustainable business. So when my husband and I unfortunately separated and, and end up getting divorced, when he moved out, uh, the lawyers told me, they said, you know, Karen, you have to go back and get a quote real job and uh, stop speaking and stop writing your books because, you know, it's not paying the bills and you need to do that right now. So at the time that they said it, I felt uh, extremely upset with them. I Now looking back, of course, I know they had their best interests in mind uh, for me, but really I was an entrepreneur at heart, and so it broke my heart to hear those words, and fortunately at the same time... I had an opportunity to speak in front of 3,000 people, and I was one of two local speakers, and the rest of the speakers were very uh, well-known, globally impactful um, people like Deepak Chopra, um, David Wolfe with Nutrition, and um, and Adam Dream Healer McLeod, who was uh, very well-known for his healing since he was 12 years old. So there were a lot of people uh, that I aspired to be like in my own speaking and so I straight away hired a coach to help me to get even better at my presentation skills and and at that time I was already fairly um, adept at public speaking. So, fast forward six months later, the big day came, and I thought, this is my big break. You know, I, my my uh, my divorce has uh, pretty much been finalized, and I, you know, I really, this would really help me and my business, as well as the thousands of people that are going to show up. And... The talk went really well and it was very well received. I had lots of hugs and praise and uh, people saying that they really uh, got a lot of meaning out of the message. But um at the end of the day I looked down at my two empty boxes of books that I had sold and I started to cry because I had four amazing programs Uh, they were life-changing programs that not even one person had uh, purchased that day, which meant that I really didn't impact people on a deep transformative level. Although I love books and I I encourage people to to be an author, you know, the bottom line is that some things transform people more deeply than others. And Mm -hmm. I knew that that was my chance and I had blown it. And, and so I went home and I was uh, really feeling badly. And and my kids said to me, so mom, you know, how do you think it went? They were there, They, they saw it all, but they wanted to know what I thought. And at that moment, I thought, you know, I could answer in one of two ways. And, um, the first thought that came to my mind was, you know, guys, it was okay, but I have to go back and get a job and sort of reiterating what the lawyers had said. But my the answer that came out of my mouth was that our lives are going to change forever. And... I knew that if I could find that one missing piece to the puzzle, which was as an entrepreneur to be able to sell my products, program services on stage and not just get pats and hugs, but actually have people transform their lives by signing up for those things, you know, that I had to offer. So that led me to two years of of really heavy uh, research, refining my talk, refining my products, refining the offer uh, until I got to a point, and at the time I was teaching people to be more intuitive, I got to the point where I was so successful that people were asking me to teach them what I knew because I was really the only person in Vancouver in that realm that was doing extremely well with with what I was offering. So that's what led me to do what I do now, which is really to help entrepreneurs uh, when they speak, whether it's five minutes or two hours to get the results that they need to build their tribe to transform lives and to create an impact on this earth. I mean,
0: um, you know, when you when you get inspired by a speaker, they stay with you. That resonance stays with you. Um, you want to be able to feel them. Until you feel them, you can't really hear them. Um, you don't remember what they've had to say, and unless they've left an impact in you, um, and it's it's not so much always about the knowledge I- at the time, because it's very hard to take everything in, especially if it's over two hours. But it's how has it transformed the way you look at life or how you feel ab- about life? Sometimes it's simply one sentence that they say that becomes so profound. It, it literally is a switch, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. and of course, what you want then is that you want more of that person. <laughs> because yes. you know, they've just had an impact on you and you want to, you know, touch and reach out. And how do you do it
1: share? And that's yes. the impact that you want to have exactly and the impact um it, it's twofold so one is that i found that i was a, an inspiring speaker so i did have a lot of impact but it doesn't necessarily mean that people will say yes to your program product or service so there's two parts to that that i'd like to go over today and one of them is Uh, When you are impactful, when you're able to connect with an audience, you know, to really ground yourself in your important message and share it from your heart and not from your head, uh, that is the first. Uh, and biggest and most important thing to be able to have people uh, want to follow you and want to uh, have their lives transformed by what you have to offer. So that is definitely the first and biggest part. But if you don't have the second part, which is the structure and mm-hmm. systems that actually help people to say, you know what? Not only do I find this person incredibly inspiring and I want to follow them, but I'd really like to you know, buy their products so that I can actually have my life altered in, in a positive way. And so that's the piece where I find a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck, is that, you know, first they have to connect. And after they make the connection, what is it within the system that they might be missing where people are wanting to work with them, but they, in the end, they don't. And so that those, some of those pieces. One thing I want to share with you. Uh, there's many pieces, of course, but one of the most important is is the story that the that the speaker has as their core reason for being up on the stage. So, um, you know, a lot of people say to me, Karen, I'd love to be a speaker. I I, I want to share my message. But um, if the message isn't in context with really why you are up on stage, I think it it misses the mark. And so what I always say is um, create a core message, a core story, that actually solves, uh, shows that you have solved the problem that the audience is going through. So whatever challenges the audience has that you are an expert in, uh, surely at one point you probably had those same challenges and, and think about the story of where you were where you are today and what were the steps that brought you to where you are today and that really is what the audience wants to know they don't necessarily need to know that you have you know multiple phds or you know that you've climbed mount everest or anything like that they want to know simply Um, how did you manage to get from where they are at that struggling point to where they want to be? So it's all about them. Mm -hmm. And so so sometimes speakers' messages miss the mark because they don't realize that the audience wants to have you relate to their life and not the other way around.
0: And the thing is, when you share a story, which is, of course, the entire premises of Self-Discovery Radio is people coming and sharing their redirects the house for you it was a divorce um you know you knew you liked to write and and to speak but obviously it was something you just kind of delved into and didn't take it seriously until it was well it's a make or break yeah you're going to have a career out of this or you're going to get quote quote the real job which i laugh at (laughs) (laughs) again motherhood is a real job for a start and everything else you're doing was a real job but yeah that's another story but you know people are inspired by the pain people have been through, the struggles people have been through, the things they 've had to overcome, but the point is they 've overcome them. How did they overcome them? Now they share those tools and how they overcame them, and they invite other people to uh, to be a participant of those tools and that's I think is where a lot of people, especially kind of w- w- let 's just call it the new age way of looking at life, which is the holistic way, the naturopath, um, you know, the yoga, the, the mindset. Um, a lot of people speak from the heart and the soul and, and the great knowledge, but they don't know how to bring the business into it, the selling yes. point into it. And they inspire, but they kind of get a little apologetic on, well, I have a program for you. I, I have products for you. You've just inspired all these people and now you don't know how to kind of close the sale
1: yes, yes, and that and that piece really one of the things that I tell speakers over and over is that if you can't if you are nervous about selling or you you have you know maybe some past bad experiences, so you're 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 a bit hesitant to um to learn how to do that. I always say that my approach is that. If you um, create the talk properly, people are already uh, over the line in terms of you know whether or not they want to even listen to this offer. Because um, I'll give an example. We just had a, a three-day program. We just finished it yesterday, Rock the Stage. And the people that really are truly interested in working further with me you know, already on the second day in the morning, they're asking me about what I have to offer. You know, if I have any private time sessions, they want to start booking with me before they've ever heard anything that I have to offer. They're already asking me for information yeah. about what I have to offer. And so that shows that, you know, you you don't have to be so uptight I mean it is important obviously to learn the structure of an offer and what makes a good offer but for me the the piece around selling that's even more important is um, are they along with you you know halfway through your talk or three-quarters of the way through their talk do they want to learn more from you are they engaged are they are they trusting you do they see you as a awesome expert and then, when you actually get to the offer, it doesn't feel like it's separate from the talk yeah. because now you've got their full attention. It's the soft sell, isn't it? I think you it know, is.
0: People are, are so have been so inundated with what I call the sugar highs.
1: You know, the, yes.
0: the big arenas and the rah, rah, rah. And they're getting everybody, uh, you know, stoked <laughs> up. And yeah. on your way out the door, there's somebody selling this program and that program and that program. And then people go home all so excited and they suddenly see their visa bill and they spend $1,500 on a program and they go, phrook. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yes. They, or they keep going back, you know, again and again and again, because it's a sugar high. And there isn't the content, there isn't the tools. I think the yes. soft sell of... I want to buy from you, first and foremost, because I believe in you. And if yes. you can't be believed in, why would I want to go to you? And exactly. Making yourself believable is really the
1: key, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about um, in in a lot of talks, one of the fears that beginning speakers and even seasoned speakers have is that they're going to give too much information and therefore uh, the person will say, oh, okay, I learned what I need to learn and, and go home and not, not purchase anything. Um, and so what I always say to that is that uh, you want to give them one or two of your steps, you know, deep, deep information on those steps. And everybody has a system. They may not know it yet, but even people who are in, you know, what I would call the, the the spiritual realm or the new age realm, everyone, if you really look at what you are teaching or the product that you have to offer, it does have a system to it. And if you can figure that out, um, it's, it's a lot easier to be able to Get up on stage and say, okay, you know, I'm going to offer you the first two steps of seven steps or I'm going to give you two pieces or three pieces of this puzzle that, um, you know, that I teach people in in a longer program. And when they see the depth of your knowledge and they understand the depth of your wisdom, you're right, Sarah, they are far more likely to actually buy from you. And um, that piece, without that, uh, just like you said, you see a lot of people racing to the back of the room, but it's built on on false motivation mm-hmm. and, and very shallow um, sort of uh tricks that that I personally would never use, I know someone asked me yesterday in rock the stage you know what are your tricks for you know for helping people to you know say yes and I say, well, first of all, they're not tricks right. <laughs> let's get that out of our head completely, right yeah. I said if you can look at it more like how can I invite people in a way that they know in their heart that I'm the right expert for them or I'm the right person to serve them. That's where you want to put your emphasis on because by doing that, you will have a better quality client who's not rushing to the back because they, you know, they've sort of had this slick, been slicked over so to speak Um uh, but but it's a better quality client because they're actually discerning and they're saying, you know what, I, I like this person to teach me to be able to do X, Y, Z, you know. So I think w- we attract better clients when we approach selling with that emphasis of serving uh, first and foremost and that uh, never be afraid of sharing too much. The thing is you want to share um, – uh, in-depth a little bit of your process. So if your process takes, you know, three days or it's a service that takes, you know, 10 weeks for, for you and the person to complete together or it's a group program or whatever it is, um, a package of products. But essentially what you're doing is saying, I am an expert, I'm going to show you the foundation And then if you want to continue with me, you know, there are a a number of other steps.
0: Exactly. And, you know, sometimes um, um, I was a true colors expert for a while. Um, And so when I would do a public speak, I would actually speak to exactly what the personality traits are, how they're, you know, they affect one another, the relationships and everything else. But I remember once being booked for, for a speak and I don't just do True Colors. I have another program called The View of Life and, and, and another program called Diva, which is your dreams, inspirations, visions, and aspirations. And uh, I was told by the speaker that I was only allowed to do the True Colors, and I had to do it right there and then, and I wasn't allowed to mention anything else. And I said, well, therefore, you don't want me, <laughs> because <laughs> that's who I am. You know, that is, uh, why did you book me? <laughs> you know? And uh, and it's uh, I didn't go, because you know, they were asking me to, I don't know, water down or to give my program away for free. And it Mm. didn't represent who I was. And I think sometimes people are so eager to, I've got a gig. And then it's like, well, are you talking to the right audience? Are you allowed to be yourself? Um, Is somebody coughing and spluttering in the side because it's not what they wanted? You know, I think as, I think as a person is kind of, don't just say yes to everything, you know, kind of know who your audience is and, uh, take a deep breath before you get in there and kind of tune into that vibration there because your delivery may have to be different in each different arena.
1: Yes, and certainly, you know, that's one of the things that I teach about entrepreneurs is that um, if you're truly an entrepreneur, what you want to do is go about speaking as though it were the most important aspect of your business in the whole world and of course i believe it is but for some people it is a, it's a, it's one aspect of their business that they're you know they're developing but treat it as a business which means just like you said sarah you do the research what uh, so identify your ideal audience identify where those people exist Within organizations or within um, you know conferences, wherever it is that you're going to speak, but the other part that a lot of people don't talk about that that I teach people about is that you need to have a structure and system to have your own talk to to go out there and 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 deliver your own talk and bring the people into the seats and do it that way because when you start having a few of your own, um, complementary trainings, then you're going to also attract people who, you know, may not be interested in networking, but they are, uh, successful, you know, in their own right or entrepreneurs, um, and, and want to learn what you have to offer. And so, um, reaching out to the public beyond these groups that you you know would would want to have a speaking gig at is also very uh good for you it's obviously lucrative for you but it's very good for um the people who otherwise would not have known you even existed
0: i think you know one of the things about networking and it's one of the things i absolutely hated is um you go along everybody starts whipping out their card (laughs) <laughs> and and it's not like, hello, I am, this is my car, what can I do for you? And it's like, well, who the hell are you? you yes. Know? It's, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, sure, this tells me what your business is. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't tell me who you are. Hello, my name is Sarah. Who are you? You know, get to know one another. If you cannot invest some time in somebody out of respect and consideration to get to know them, how are you going to know, you know, if there's a collaboration or if there's any business or any connection there? You know, it just i left the networking business because i just couldn't take this constant you know fake sales pitch all the time and i didn't feel any authenticity there at all and yes you know know, i think i think we need to take kind of the word sell out of the equation and and realizes that if people aren't buying you they're not going to buy anything you have
1: yes yes well the first thing that i um share with people about networking is that uh very similar to the speech uh the presentation that you give uh there is a structure and design to it that will help people to be interested in what you have to offer versus um you know uh being repelled by your initial Words. And one of the core pieces in that uh, system is that you need to uh, give before you ask for anything. So that's one piece. And so I always say to speakers, have always have something uh, free to offer to a group when you are speaking for uh, twenty minutes or less at an, at an organization, or if it's five minutes or two minutes. You always offer something of value to that group because by offering something of value, all you're asking for in exchange is their email so that you can start connecting with them and saying, hey, this is another thing free that you might want to check out. And eventually that may lead to, you know, come and see me speak uh, here or there and lead to a sale. But um the problem that most people encounter and why they hate networking is that they see that everyone is trying to immediately get a sale from someone else. Mm-hmm. And so that's approach... sellers selling to sellers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that approach is totally wrong um and shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be there at all. And 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 I believe that if we if we can point out a problem, you know, share a bit of our story and then say, you know, and if, if this is something that you're struggling with, I have this free offering, you can go and check it out. It helps with XYZ. Um, that would be much more uh, welcome, in my opinion, at networking functions than what's currently going on for, for most groups. Mm-hmm.
0: Now somebody made a statement the other day, which you know, it, me and my grand old age, it, you know, just sent shivers down my spine. Is, oh, the average attention span of everybody is seven seconds. Uh, you know, my hello could be seven seconds if I've got to do something in seven seconds and to get your attention. Well, I'm maybe I'm just old fashioned, but I'm not interested in those people because they're they're not going to listen to anything anyway. And I think, you know, that's. A is capturing those people um in a less time we used to have two minutes now it seems to be go chiseling down to capture people's attention. Uh, it's scary <laughs> um but also is is also when to know to walk away or turn away, you know because if people look their eyes are wondering already, just give up because mm. they're not listening right
1: yeah yeah, yeah, and I think uh you know that certainly if there is. An opportunity to speak for an extended period of time. It's always uh, better for both the audience or the the two people networking. Um, I actually have a, a joint venture summit that where I invite people to spend three days together uh, developing relationships where they can support each other in their businesses. And I always say that a joint venture is not a one-night stand. (laughs) And most of us are experiencing in networking the same thing, is that it feels like a one-night stand. And, you know, even if you happen to like the person or have a connection with them, you know, as as nice as it sounds that we're all going to follow up and have a coffee or lunch together, it's highly unlikely because there hasn't been enough time to get to know and appreciate that other person uh, that right then and there. So that's why, you know, every time I do events and, and bring people together, I, I really um, highly stress that um, there is an, a, a certain amount of time it needs to be you know developed that relationship needs to develop
0: I mean you know it's uh, you know you, you know through the show I like to pre-interview people before I, I do an interview because I want to know who you are I want to get that resonance of that signature and you know which way we're going to take the the conversation um and because I also want to know that uh, that, that person is being true to the philosophy of the station and, yes. and it's not just a sales pitch that they've had and it's um uh, and you know, if somebody is just out like, well, how many of your numbers? Not enough. This, that. I'm not interested because, of course, I'm interested in the story. And it, yes. you know, everybody has a story. Everybody's had, you know, a, a rocky road or, you know, roller coaster life. And if we're not willing to hear a story, um, and listen to people, and then how do we expect them to listen to us? And I find if you allow a person to tell their story and you know I'm not talking about somebody who goes on and on and on, but you know, shares a story, make them feel safe enough to share their story, you will find at the end of that story that you've got a solution for them. And, yes. and you give that solution and all of a sudden they are now, oh my God, I hadn't thought about that. Or, or that's the answer. Well, now you've developed a relationship because everything we're talking about when it comes to sales and clients and everything, it's a relationship. So you have to build on that relationship, don't you, before they trust you enough, you know, to give you their vulnerability in a lot of
1: sense. Yes. And I always say, Sarah, that, yeah, that 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 story is the first thing that I ask people when when I'm I'm talking to them is um, you know so what's your story what brought you to the place that you're at today and I always get so much better quality um, information about the person when I ask that question versus you know what do you do because as soon as they as soon as I ask what do you do people tend to you know want to say what they offer you know what it what the what the thing is that they're selling but if I ask them first about how they came to where they're at it gives me a really good indication of you know whether I might want to continue the relationship joint venture whether you know we I have some way of helping them so um, yeah I think it's in the quality of the questions that we ask each other as well.
0: I mean, how do you know if, you, if you're if you a product-based company? Um, instead of just pitching your products, you could be pitching completely the wrong product. But if you listen to their story, something's going to come out that you have a product for. Oh, you have this problem. Do you know I've got this great product that's had wonderful results to, for that issue? Well, now you're actually speaking to their issue and you're not trying to just pitch something on them that they have no need for.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. And sometimes if you tell your your challenge uh you know that you help to solve um through a story where you have you know you share how you have gone from that challenge to to victory um and then just you know allow people to 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 listen to that and to see if maybe that rings true for them that they might have that same uh, experience right now, that's a good way to um, invite people to just ask and inquire a little bit more versus you know telling them, okay, so here's our next step. I you know I can I can serve you right away because too many people um, move too quickly through the sales process yes. and then and then get a no when they when they would have got an obvious yes had they taken their time.
0: Um, there's a question I want to ask but there's a point also Um, you know on social media you know people will just post 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 their product you know buy now I've got this now sign up now and it's like well who are you I have no idea what you're offering you're just pitching at me you know how about following somebody's conversation you know how about saying okay I hear you I I know somebody with that problem or I've had that problem this is the product I use or this is the thing it's the same as what we're doing with networking out there we're networking on social media and you, yes, and you know just take the time to form relationships through that because it it builds a trust and then people will reach out to you if you show that you care enough to read what they've written and interact interaction yes. i think is something that's so missing nowadays it just you know it's not about the pitching it's the
1: interaction isn't it um well, and and just to reiterate why getting back to the importance of speaking is you know, many people uh, get discouraged and they say, you know, I don't have time to be on social media. I don't have time to go network. And and a lot of the reality of that is if, mm. if you can speak, if you can get out there and speak, not only are you interacting with the people you're networking with before you get up and speak, but then you have your chance to speak, sometimes for up to a whole hour um so it really leverages your time, so somebody like me I've got you know I'm a single mom, I have two teenage boys i have' a, I'm in the sandwich generation, you know I'm taking care of my mother who lives downstairs in her own suite um and i I run my own uh, business I don't have any partners so um I need to leverage my time and the best way to do that is to be able to speak to groups. Yes, I still network, but I, I don't have the time that a lot of other people do to to do that. So um, I just think that speaking is one of the best ways to actually, you know, get in there and and be able to leverage your time.
0: Now, uh, one of the mistakes I think that we see, and if this was an old format, People would get up and do a presentation, the slides in the background, uh, and then, you know, the points, the this and that. And I find that in a lot of ways that sends people to sleep. You know, um, if you're going to use slides, you know, use something that kind of shows, I think, more of a result rather than the product. Um, Yes. You know, something inspirational. Um, You know, you feel like this. Um, But, you know, once I've dealt with you, you're going to feel like this and show a picture and not go step by step and what your product does and this and that. Because I find that that's the old passé way and it sends people to sleep. Um, If Mm -hmm. they want to know more information, they can ask you or you can hand something out or then go to your website. But I think it's more about what are the results of what you're speaking about and having visuals behind there that the show's results orientated rather what do you think to that
1: well i think it really depends on um the amount of time that you have so if you've got you know 20 minutes you really want to give them deep information that uh shows them the potential result through that that valuable information to solve the problem at hand so whenever you're speaking you always want to be able to show them that you have the capacity to help them solve that problem and therefore that is the number one goal in any talk is to show them that you can indeed solve that problem which is obviously what you were referring to that it's results orientated however there's there's no um you know uh, there's no boringness in the actual offer itself if you have created mm-hmm. uh, an amazing talk that shows them wow, I can get results by doing this and shows them maybe some results that you have with your clients, but in a story fashion, not in a here's my list of, you know, uh, clients fashion, but more in, a, in in the form of a story plus your own story. So there's a lot of factors that go into people being interested in your offer. But a lo- but but when people um, create that offer too soon, that is the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are going in, you know, for 15, 20, 30-minute talks. Talk and trying to sell something and that's totally the wrong approach so um, giving something for free in exchange for an email is a is a very good way to do it if someone's genuinely interested um, but the entire offer actually Sarah can be presented in a longer talk like a like a 60 or a 90 minute talk um, but uh, again, it should be focused on what results they're gonna get versus what um you know the benefits or sorry what the features are of the product
0: you know the other thing too is is about don't go up there and read your entire speech right There's a difference between reading everything you've written down and and then actually you know owning your words and speaking out to people authentically because I think if you're reading every word. Very few people can can read it and deliver it like actors can because you know they're used to doing that but um y- when somebody's just reading something instead of you know speaking that information from a, that authentic space,
1: I think there's a very big difference there, mm hmm yeah yeah and and you know a lot of nervous speakers do need some sort of reminder of yeah. what it is that they're about to say and certainly um powerPoint uh, one key uh, note with a with a with an interesting uh, visual image that's a metaphor or a literal uh, can be um, very helpful to to someone who's trying to keep on track Um but certainly, you know, the, the reading of a script uh, generally tends to disconnect people mm-hmm. from the person at the front of the room. So, yes, I agree with you in that part. However, I think, uh, I think you can still get results if you are able to glance at your information, mm-hmm. speak for a few minutes, go back and glance, and then speak again. And, um, and, and you can still get results that way.
0: Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. how about the way you present yourself and the way you dress? Because you mm-hmm. know, some people think that they have to wear this suit, and they're not suit people, so therefore they don't look comfortable in that suit. Um, wouldn't it be better to wear something that is flattering to them, that they feel at ease in? You know, so the, you know, they're wearing the clothes, the clothes aren't wearing them. Um, because the way you look is that fifty-five percent of that perception of you. Um and I I think that sometimes people go in and and think that they've got to look. You know, nobody's going to take me seriously unless I'm wearing a suit. And
1: you can see they're uncomfortable in it. Hmm. Yes, well, certainly um for entrepreneurs, we have to get clear on our brand, and that is one of the key uh core points is that if our brand is a certain um level of professionalism that we that we want to portray you know, then, then find the right outfit for that. But if, uh, you know, if your brand is you and you are more relaxed and more, uh, let's say, um, you're in the health and wellness, but, but maybe you're a, like a naturopath as opposed to, I don't know, a chiropractor and you, you know, you want to, um, portray the image of who you are best. Then you know you find an outfit that's that's appropriate. Generally speaking, though, I I do tell my students that it is better to be slightly better dressed than the rest of the audience. Simply because um, y- when you are speaking, there is still there is still some unless you're Wayne. You know, bless his heart, Wayne Dyer was yeah. was one of those, but he's Wayne Dyer, and and you know when he was first starting out, he didn't have bare feet and. And jeans when he would walk into a corporate audience. Right. So, so you do have to have some level of understanding that because you're on a stage, you know, you, that people do um, judge and they do make their their own uh, perception of you. So, I think there's a there's a um, there's a mix of both creating your own brand and being aware of the results of that on stage.
0: Yeah, dressing respectfully. Mm-hmm. so you know so not to offend everybody else but it's, it's stepping into your own authority so to speak without yes. being too authoritarian yeah. Um, yeah and you know I think also it's it, everybody gets nervous before they publicly speak I mean my mum was an actress and she said she always got butterflies and she said <laughs> and that's and that's actually what sets you right to do your performance if you didn't then you've become blase over it because um, those butterflies are just all that anticipation you know and then you get on that stage oh. and everything changes and you know, for some people it's very, very intimidating. Um, you know what would you say is that key thing when you get onto that stage you're facing the audience, you know how do they get over those
1: nerves you know that that first sentence that they have to get out? Mm, yes, well, you know everyone has their their own thing, but I generally, when I work with people in our advanced speaking program we we do a lot of exercises that are pre stage ritual. And um, I get them to develop their own pre-stage ritual after we go through a number of exercises. One of the things you want to do is find something that helps you to ground. Because most people, when they are um, coming on stage, they're not breathing properly Mm -hmm. because they're nervous. And so um, some sort of exercise around breath that really gets... Uh, the speaker back into their body is extremely helpful. Um, other things like exercise, not not uh, vigorous right before, but let's say two hours before some vigorous exercise and then, you know, 15 minutes before pacing up and down a hallway and shaking off some of the nerves and getting back. Again, it's all about getting back into your body, breathing and having that, that sense of... Um, of of being here now versus you know your thoughts can take you to a different realm which which you know is not healthy for you when you get onto stage so that's one thing and then the other thing is depending on the size of the audience you can look at one supportive person in the beginning when you're first starting to speak and just focus your attention on that person so that you can relax into what you are saying.
0: Yeah, and don't try and assume what people want from you. Go in and be who you are. Because that's what people really want. That's what, you know, again they've got to buy from you is if you're comfortable with who you are and what you're saying, if you sound like you believe in it, they're going to believe in it. So don't ever go kind of in apology or, or think oh, well I think this audience is all wearing suits, so therefore I've got to change my dialogue. You know, it isn't. Go in and be yourself because that's the
1: only person you should be. Absolutely, yep, good point.
0: I mean, um public speaking is a lot like acting in a lot of ways isn't it and it, it's um the stage presence uh the the pauses um you know we um we talk about radio, we talk about t v we talk about stage, the delivery is always different um the way you speak, your voice has to have have a little higher octave if you're on a stage in front of the arena um all of these tools are something that if you have in your arsenal, you know, just kind of helps uh, with that confidence that no matter if you're in an intimate arena or a big arena, you can adapt because you know what
1: to do. Hmm. Yes, and I, I think uh, the first thing is that people, when they're first starting, um, not to think about too much of this at once because it really does uh, throw, throw off your, your genuine, authentic self if you're thinking about too many things at the same time. So developing each skill individually and then adding on to it once you have uh, really uh, integrated one skill, you can move to another skill. So as an example, I would never try to have someone develop, you know, new voice techniques at the same time as they're working on their body language and their movement on stage because it's just... They're, they're, it's it just won't work they mm-hmm. they have to work on one at a time,
0: yeah, master one before the other mm-hmm. and would you suggest that people start off with? the smaller groups you know just even you know within the house to a few friends and and build up from there rather than oh I've just landed this great gig and it's big and then, and then they suddenly get there and they're not prepared and it's like oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah most most people I mean it's 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 unusual but it does happen where someone will get a big gig and they're not a speaker. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, for most of us, we will start with small groups because uh, most organizers are not going to put somebody on a big stage that hasn't been on a stage before. Mm -hmm. So I think you can relax into knowing that, you know, you can start with your small groups, uh, get really grounded with them, uh, then start increasing the size from there. But uh, but the other thing is that uh, you may find yourself more nervous in front of a small group than a big group. But not everybody is the same. Right. So if you find that you're more nervous with a small group, chances are that you know there's a lot of um, old tapes playing in um, in your head that say, "Oh my goodness, I'm going to be rejected." You know, this person sitting in front of me isn't going to like what I have to say. And so a lot of those tapes replay in our head. That's why uh, some people are more nervous in front of a small group because now it's that intimacy, it's that, that connection, you can't really... Um, you know, y- your eyes can't escape that small group and therefore it, it demands more intimacy. So the, the, the less comfortable you are with intimacy, you know, those small groups will seem very frightening to you. So part of, um, speaking is definitely personal development and working through some of our old belief systems, healing some of that. You know, some, some some of those things that stop us from creating natural connection and intimacy uh, in any aspect of our life, that shows up on stage.
0: Exactly. Yes. I mean, you literally are under the spotlight. Um, I know in, in, in my practice, when I'm working with people as a, a spiritual counselor, um, I get them to um, uh, video themselves in front of the mirror. Of course, in the computer, you can do it where you can do a video spot and have a conversation with self and not only um you know it's an honest earnest to earnest eyeball to eyeball and you 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 know your reflection is looking back at you and it's telling you whether it believes you or not right because you can't fool yourself and mm-hmm. uh, and i think also kind of playing it back and watching it back and watching your mannerisms you know i'm one of these people that my eyes are inclined to go everywhere um and watching the way you you know other people are going to see you and that kind of is a good practice just to do just to see how how you speak, you know what your little idiosyncrasies are. Do you sound earnest, or
1: are you kind of pulling the wool over your own eyes? Would you say that's mm. a good
0: practice or not?
1: Hmm. I think so, and especially if people feel ready for um, the next step. You know, I always say that speaking to a teddy bear or something <laughs> is a is a really good first step because you got to <laughs> practice looking into the eyes of of something that doesn't, you know, trigger any old wounds or memories. So it's good to start there and 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 do that, but then, you know, real people and the mirror um are a completely different thing because now we've got you know, those old perspectives and wounds and things and those come up and it makes it more uncomfortable for us. But those are the next stages that obviously need to happen in order to become more powerful. So I always say, you know, start very easy on yourself and then go to more and more challenging, um, uh, you know, exercises.
0: Um, You know, I'm a big follower of Don Rose for agreements. And I think that This is probably something really apropos to to public speaking. You know, speak your word with integrity. Uh, Don't go and speak to to what you assume people want to hear. Always speak from your authentic self. Um, Don't take things personally. If somebody doesn't like what you're saying, it's their issue, not yours. Never assume Mm. because ask. You don't know if you're speaking to an issue or you've triggered something in somebody. So ask and uh, do your very best measured by your own. Integrity, not somebody else's judgment. And I think, mm. you know, when you're going to have public speaking, there's always going to be somebody that's going to disagree with you or somebody who doesn't like it. And if they come up and in your face, don't take it personally. You don't know what you've triggered in them. You don't know what's going on in them. And you certainly don't have to take it. If you know you've done your best and you've been authentic, you've spoken your truth, that's all you need to own.
1: Absolutely. Um, I agree with you, Sarah, 100%. And, um, you know, in all my years of public speaking, I have never had anyone come up and, you know, start arguing with me. Sure, people have different uh, opinions and, you know, they they think their own thing. Um, but the it's just so rare that those things happen. And yet we, you know, that's one of the fears that we as speakers have is that someone will... Uh, be a heckler or, mm-hmm. or or come up to us and be very rude or, or you know, unhappy. Um, the proverbial truth- tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, tr- truthfully, that happens so, so rarely that the average person shouldn't even, think yeah, that shouldn't it. even enter into their mind, yeah.
0: And I think, again, when you're talking about that intimacy, you know, like, you know, you were told by the lawyer, go and get a real job because he wasn't giving you any credibility in what you were doing. Um, yes. And, you know, when you are starting off in something, your first critics and naysayers are going to be family and friends around you. They're either going to Absolutely. be right behind you or, or right against you. And it's like if that's that's your first hurdle, you know, if you believe in what you're doing, ride the wave, break through that. And yes. uh, and, and align yourself with the people that believe in you and the others, just leave them aside for now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So you've also written some books so please tell us about that and um, you know the what uh, what's entailed in the books and what people will get from them
1: Sure well I um I have a lot of uh, a lot of um people in our current mastermind for our for our speaking programs who are interested in developing their business so my book that I originally wrote was about 37 entrepreneurs who um, have talked to me about their success practices and what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur. And that was something that really um, was the very first uh, 10 years ago introduction to high-level entrepreneurs and how they think and how they work. And, and, uh, and so that book, um, Sculpting the Business Body, Strategies and Stories from Top Entrepreneurs, was my was my first book. And um, as I was going through my divorce and going through that transition that I spoke of earlier, I wrote my second book called The Madonna Code, which is really about women coming into their own power through their heart and not necessarily trying to solve the world's problems and their own simply through um, intellect and reasoning and analytical skills. So um, that one really resonated with the women in my tribe because as speakers you know so often we're told just to you know come from that place of more of being um uh having male characteristics which are very you know action-oriented and and analytical and and let's you know do this um but but to to have the other side the feminine side is really important as well so that is like coming from the heart, uh, being more receptive to everything that, that happens um, for your clients and for you, uh, being open, having that loving, nurturing aspect is equally as, as important as the systems and the structures. So, um, yeah, so those are my two books.
0: And of course, uh, you, you, you train people. I mean, I can totally see this. You get, um, you know, Olympian athletes, You know, their entire life has been on sports and now they can get endorsements and they've got to learn to public speak. And, you know, in some of them, you can see that they haven't had any training and they're just stumbling over their tongue. And, (laughs) you know, or you've got the health gurus that suddenly have come into the light or the elite artists, the musicians especially, because, you know, they taught music, but they're not necessarily a language (laughs) that can relate. And, and of course, real estate, because, you know, um, my ex was in real estate and and no number of people in it. And, and again, it's not about the sale. It's about how to make people feel good. In a home, you know, because it's about, does this home feel like it, you know, envelops me? And it's not about, well, buy now, you know. Um, And it's a technique, isn't it? Because it's, again, it comes back to bringing your personal self uh, to invite other people to share them their personal selves. So I imagine this would be a lot of fun working with these people.
1: It certainly is, you know, because every person that I work with is already well uh, developed in a certain area. They have expertise, um, and those expertise are really important to to their tribe. Um, but b- being able to relay those expertise in a way that now, you know, they have... They have their product or program and and people can follow them that's a That's a different skill set than than simply being you know really good at at what they do in 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 their business or in their career
0: I mean you certainly see this with a lot of actors you know the The movie comes out you know they've played a brilliant role. And then now they're being interviewed and, you know, the shoulders are shrugged. Or they're kind of doubled up in the, you know, and that like there's nothing coming from them. And you go, oh, my God, you know, like, you know, nothing relates to the character you've just played. It's like you could just see, give me a hole to be swallowed up in. And, and um, you know, but you know they can get in front of a camera and they can do this and that. But when they get in front of like what they perceive as the public, they, you know, they disappear.
1: yes. Yeah, indeed, that happens so often, and and I think it's because we're trained in a certain capacity and role. Um, as an example, uh, I work with really high-end salespeople who sell one-on-one uh, magically and have huge, you know, huge conversion numbers for their company or for their business. But yet, um, you know, it's really difficult for them to get up on stage and and speak and and get results that way so uh definitely it's a you know it's a different skill set and different mindset and uh so they have to sort of unlearn and and be open to uh to what works on stage
0: yeah you might be brilliant in the boardroom yes it's a different audience when you've got a crowd in front of you and that's and right so you really do have to change things it doesn't matter how great a negotiator you are you're now negotiating Absolutely. a different skill. So um, it is truly an art, isn't it? Public speaking is is an, a divine art.
1: It sure is. And, uh, and, and it's one that can be learned if people are persistent and really committed to the process.
0: And quite honestly, if you are in business for yourself, which they say 55% of entrepreneurial businesses are women um, around the world, and we're also looking at, we've tottered the 55% of all businesses are entrepreneurial now around the world. And, uh, you know, women are inclined to kind of share from the heart. And, and this is what I think kind of warms to people. I think this is why we're seeing this other trend. It's like, you know, speak to what you believe in and invite me to believe in it, as opposed to, you know, the rah-rah, sell me something. And I think this is why we're seeing this kind of trend completely change, is that... I want to believe what you're you're selling, but tell it to me from the heart. Do you believe Exactly in it, you know? So, That's right. Um so I mean I think anybody you, you deal a lot with coaches and there are a lot of coaches one of the mistakes they make, they may have a brilliant program, but as if the first thing out of their mouth is their program.
1: And mm-hmm. you know and
0: it's I say it over and over again, I'm not gonna buy a thing from you until I buy you. And if I believe in you and your story, then I'm interested in what you have to sell. Um, And I think people have got to get that into the head. Take the word sell out of your vocabulary
1: and rather look about inspiring people
0: to Mm -hmm. buy from you.
1: Uh, That's right. There's a process involved for sure and people are skipping over it. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's a new world out there, isn't it? It's changed quite considerably.
1: Well, and and uh, I think it's a good thing that because there's so much information out there and so many offers, um, you know, we need to get back to relationship based uh, yes. business because otherwise, uh, we're going to lose out on really, truly the ideal clients, the ones that 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 really will use our product and and take into consideration. You know what it, why they need it, and and be more discerning. And I think it's just it's better for everyone all around if there is a relationship before there's a sale.
0: Exactly, hundred percent agree with you on that. And you actually don't know if whatever product they have, or service they have, is a fit. Um, you know, if, especially if you're going to be working with that person one on one or you know within a group. It, you know, if you're not comfortable with them, you're not going to learn anything from them. And, no. uh, and, you know, there isn't a kind of a, you know, a one size that fits all. Sometimes you may have to go and listen to a few people before you find that person that you really feel a connection to. So, you know, that's also part of the person who's looking for something. Go and listen to a number of people. See who inspires yes. you. Um, because then that person is speaking to your heart and soul. Now you're actually able to learn something from them.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: So please tell us a little bit about your programs, how people can get hold of you, what they can expect, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we have a core program for entrepreneurs called Rock the Stage. And what it is, is it helps people to be able to get the results that they want and need, whether they're speaking for, you know, five, 10 minutes or a complete signature talk that they use over and over again that's 60 minutes or 90 minutes long so we take them through that process of building a full um right from the start a full signature talk that they can actually go out and use and be able to not only know that it gets them results but that it um allows them to truly connect with the audience to build that relationship with the audience that we talked about It allows them to, to know that you know what they're saying actually is engaging. It, it connects them to the audience. Mm-hmm. And so there's just basically three parts to it that uh, that give it the holistic approach that is necessary when a speaker is looking to, to get those results. So we, we help them to get it down so they get the entire thing done. We help them to deliver it in a way that is heartfelt and deeply connected to the audience. And then we help them to discover the next step, which would be, how to book that talk? How to get the speaking engagements? How to, you know, get the gigs that they want to get—the right ones that we talked about earlier, not just any, but the right ones. And uh, and so those three parts comprise the the three day program. So, um, if anyone's interested, I can have a session with you around discussion of that, or, you know, a brief consultation of fifteen minutes. Happy to do that. Um, on my number which is 604-833-3073 and my assistant can set that up for you and I'll be happy to talk about that further the other program that we have is around joint ventures so anyone who's looking at and we work with people from all over the world so we have online program as well for our Rock the Stage uh, speaking program so if you are living in the UK or anywhere around the world, you know, South Africa, wherever you are in the world right now, we do have the capacity to train you online as well. So um, that's a really exciting component of Rock the Stage. And the last thing is just inviting you to to build relationships with other high, um, you know, high-intentioned, successful entrepreneurs, so that you can learn to uh, create relationships that aren't uh, what we talked about earlier, where people are pushing their sale on each other, but really um, looking into relationships where uh, both of you can grow your businesses together, not by becoming formal partners, but by doing joint ventures together. So we certainly help with that as well. Again, my number is six zero four eight three 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 zero seven three. and to have a complimentary 15-minute consultation, uh, you can book that with my assistant, Leslie, at support at rockthestage.org.
0: Excellent. And actually, another point I wanted to add is um I interview a great deal of authors and they might be a first time author and it's that being you know that public speaking on an interview in a radio and very often of it's it's all about pitching the book rather than relaying the story. So I imagine mm. that your services would be really advantageous for new authors out there that are doing the circuit on actually how to actually do a radio interview or video interview and and you know speak to the story and not get caught up in trying to pitch the book
1: yes that and that is again it's a, it's all a system so thank you for for mentioning that because our authors out there really need to learn a system rather than doing the same thing continually that that gets them minimal results
0: exactly and again you know we know if you're pitching something as opposed to inspiring someone to read um, so there's a difference, and um, if you get it down pat, then you will inspire people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Valuable information, and it really doesn't matter what business you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're, you know, in a corporate business, and you need to kind of hone in those skills. Um, you know, these are skills that I think if you, anything you're doing publicly, you need to have. Um, So I encourage you to contact Karen. All of the information is on the posting and uh, reach out and get that help because it's a tool that you'll take with you for every arena of your life from now on. And it can be an absolute difference between you doing okay to you completely thriving in your business and in your life Um, and a great confidence builder and everything. So thank you so much, Karen, for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Sarah. Have a wonderful day, everyone.
0: Until next time, folks, remember, if you want to have a great life, start investing in yourself. Bye for now.